Day 6, June 14, 1952, Saturday afternoon. Driving back to the office, Wilde couldn't get the sight of Natalie Levine's dead body out of his eyes. He couldn't get the stench of her death out of his mouth. He couldn't get the injustice of her killer walking around free and easy out of his heart. He lit a cigarette and paced by the windows. Alabama sat on the desk, keeping him in the corner of her eye, not saying anything, letting him work through whatever it was he was working through. He stopped and looked around. "'Where's Tail?' "'I told you,' she said. "'When I got here this morning, Shade and London were in here. They said the door was open when they got here. Tail wasn't around when they came in.' A pause. "'Want me to go out and look for him?' Wilde shook his head. "'You'll never find him.' he said. He's probably being served up for lunch over at Woo's. He lit up another cigarette. The cupboard door from the shed where Visible Moon had been held prisoner had been leaning in the corner. In it were the scratches that replicated the markings on the floor under the mattress. Wilde pointed and said, What happened to the wood that was over there? Alabama shrugged. Shade must have taken it. Wilde blew a smoke ring. Suddenly, He mashed the butt in the ashtray, grabbed one of the red matchbooks out of his desk, dipped his hat over his left eye, and headed for the door. "'Where are you going?' "'To close in on our little killer friend,' he said. "'The time's come.' She fell into step. "'I'm coming with you.' "'No, you're not.' "'Why not?' "'Because you got the looks,' he said. "'I don't want you on the guy's radar screen.' Wild, he put a finger on her lips. "'It's not open for discussion.' While I'm gone, follow up on Shade's issue. Find out how much the cops know about that Jack Mack incident. Talk to Jacqueline White at Homicide. Tell her the information's for me. She hates you. Only 25% of the time, he said. Call her four times if you have to. He headed down the stairs two at a time and pointed his shoes towards the lawyer's office, the same office he broke into earlier today. Hopefully the man was still there. Wilde needed to get a look at him. He needed to figure out how he was going to handle things. He needed answers. Two blocks. That's how far he walked at a brisk pace before he even once looked behind him. When he did, he saw something he didn't expect. Alabama was fifty steps behind. He stopped and waved her over. What are you doing? Watching your back? You don't take directions very well, do you? Apparently not. Tell me again why I put up with you? She ran a finger down his nose. Because you know that sooner or later, you're going to flop me on my back. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. You said it yourself that I got the looks. I didn't mean it that way. Relax, Wild. It's destiny. Just accept it. When they got within sight of Stuart Black's office, the man was in the process of swinging the front door shut and heading for the sidewalk. He was about thirty tall and powerful. Wilde didn't know if he could take him in a fair fight. Wilde had only planned to get a feel for the man, not have an encounter. When he saw him, though, something built up in his throat. Stay here, he told Alabama. Then he headed over. The man was walking now, going the same direction. Wilde caught up from behind and put a hand on his shoulder. It was ripped with muscles. The man stopped and turned. Wilde handed him the matchbook, the red matchbook with the gold B on the front, the one he found in the dirty clothes. As he did, 
it dawned on him that the B stood for black. You dropped this, he said. The man looked down at the matches, then into Wilde's eyes.